What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable Perception, episode 131. Brother from the same one. Topo. Topo Chico. Damn, fool, I came late on the game on these. These are good. Yeah, those are fire, huh? Topo Chico. Man, you don't know nothing about this. Topo Chico mineral water carbonated. No, nah, they're good. I only drink water from a glass, bro. Yeah, you do, huh? Oh, you are sophisticated. Oh, man, I hope you're not one of those annoying guys that you fill up a glass huge bottle like craft and you take that with you with water absolutely of glass nah bro i wouldn't do that but Dude. if i go to a restaurant that's what i'm gonna be ordering y'all got a glass of water this guy's a nice guy and i've always liked him and of course we had little issues here and there just you know as we, as we judge each other but he i used to work with him uh-huh. and he was in this thing where he would carry a a bottle like of glass and it was full of water Instead of walking around with the, you know, the plastic containers at work, he'd yeah. walk around like he was a fucking waiter. You know, like they try to make it fancy. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. that. He'd walk around with one at work and yeah. fill that up. Was that pre-hydro flask era? No, that guy was on every trend with that. But he was carrying a glass and I was like, what the That's fuck? That's wild. That's a little too much. I would just hydro flask it at that point. That, that works. That keeps your water good. You know, keep it safe. Hey, man, I guess you like the taste. But plastic, man, plastic rots in your water. You drink the plastic after a certain hour, so... I, well, I can see why fucking, you don't do that. You're a scumbag, and you, like, keep reusing plastic bottles. Are you using that? Nah, I don't even rock with that type of shit, bro. Yeah, but this Topo Chico's good, man. I always have to go a good, um... And let the people know... Oh, yeah, a sparkling good, a good water. Ten. No, it's just... Sparkling beer, Double Chica. No, this is just mineral water. It's not yeah, sparkling yeah, no. water. Yeah, no. What's haven't. the difference between this and sparkling water? I think the way it's filtered. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think mineral, I think it's boiled, right? I think they use heat and sparkling. Oh. I always have to go 10 miles out of my way to pick these up because they don't have these in the state of by where I live. So I always have to go to the one in uh, on Archibald. And they always have them. So Archibald? I zoom up there. Yeah, it's, the, it's like a Ralph's out there. Why don't you like Google where they're available? Like I did. And that's the nearest yeah. place? Supermarkets. Wow, not even Walmart has them? Fuck Walmart. Because you're right by Chino. Fuck Hills. Walmart. Team Walmart, bro. Organic clothes, dog. The uh but yeah, man, these are good, man. Really enjoy them. Yeah, see, I fucking it, bro. That's nice. A little heat wave uh, feeling good or what? Little phallic, little phallic. The heat's getting <laughs> to you or what? <laughs> hey man, so um Happy July 5th. Yeah, 5th of July, bro. And what happens when you add 1 plus 3 plus 1 together? Oh, that's... We get the 5th. We get the 5th. Nice, there we, we play go. the 5th. play the 5th. I don't know why. Every time I see 31, I just think about Sean Marion, bro. Like, he... Did he wear that jersey? He made the number 31 the staple for me for some apparent reason. Well, I mean, that's the reason why you think of it. It'd be weird if you thought about him and he didn't wear 31. Then I'd be, be like, damn, that's yeah, really weird. I remember he would shoot from his nipples. Like, he was shooting. He had a pretty like, good career, right? Yeah, he had a good career with the Suns. He was, he he was, was pretty a, good. Did he stay there for a long time, Phoenix? Yeah, I think he had, like, probably, like, 10 years, maybe. Don't okay, quote me a, on that. That's a good remember. run, though. And he made the Oscar game a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. He and he was, was called the, the Matrix, right? Do, do, do. Yeah, Why that? Yeah. Because he broke the Matrix with his awful shooting style? I have no idea. I remember Kenny Smith giving him that nickname, bro. Dude, Kenny. they've been doing this at the NBA for how long? Yeah, dude. I remember being, like, 10, 12 watching them. Well, Kenny Smith and, and Ernie, for sure. And I remember they would have different people. I remember Jerry Stackhouse would go on there. Oh, no, he was playing at the time, huh? Hey, if we name, you can name some people that 
have sat in those various chairs and they didn't cut it, huh? Or they didn't like them. Weber sat there for a while. You know, oh, yeah. They cut they him, right? too, right? Did he? Yeah, but I think they move on to other shit. They do their own stuff after. Yeah, but some people just don't cut it because they want that job or they sit in. I remember Chauncey Billups did it, but then they get like gigs as coaches and shit. That's different if they go to that. Yeah, because Chauncey was doing it for a minute as well. Hey, man, I'm surprised to see that the, the church right there is still standing. Which one? The one you went to for the first time in how long? Oh, our lady. No, no, no. St. Margaret. And I don't Mary. mean that it was going to come down because you're a sinner. I think mean, so you're going to try to act like Samson. And be like, look at these traps. And try to break down the walls. <laughs> Holding it down, bro. But yeah, man. So I, I called moms and I was like, hey, mom, you want to go walking for your birthday? She's like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna reach. World's best son. Let me give you a gift and I'll walk with you. Yeah. Great she's like, gift. She's like, no, I'm going to go receive God, mijo. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, do you want me to go with you? And she's like, yeah. I was like, all right, what time's the church? She's all, I got to leave by like 6.30. It's at 7. So you called her the night before? I'm all PM? She's like, no, AM. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I called her the night before. And now she must have been super shocked, dude. I called her the day before and asked her what she wanted to do for her birthday. And then she she couldn't think of anything. And then I asked her, I was like, did you want to go on a hike or something? So I could just talk with her and like walk with her. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I'm actually going to church. So then I was like, all right, I'll go with you. So then, yeah, we drove her. I drove her there, dropped her off, picked her up at the church. I said, mom, I have some McDonald's ready for you. <laughs> no, no, I was like, paper. Yeah, I said, I go with you. I'm going to go inside. With yeah, you. I was like, I ain't touching that. And how was that, man? What, how, how long had it been? Oh, I guess it does it count baptizing Zeke? Yeah, it counts. I but count it's not it. a service. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it was, so. Phil. So how was it sitting through all the like service? Three years. It was only 30 minutes, bro. It was quick. So it was an episode of The Bear. Pretty was much. It, uh, so it was cool because I, I just went in there. I meditated in my own way. English or Spanish? In English. But yeah, it was cool because my mom told me, she's like, oh, you made my birthday so much special because I never thought I would go to church with you or something like that. Like, you'd be surprised. Yo, you already did, Mom, for the baptism. Yeah, exactly. What uh, what was the, anything stand out to you? How was the experience, man? It was the same. It was the same. And same the, as the well. accent had a the accent had a the pastor had a really thick accent, so I couldn't really comp- grasp his words. What do you sound really like? Well. Can you do your best impression? Nah, man. Okay. Was, so it, you weren't paying attention. Was, you you were speaking like this. Oh, he's so, India from India. Yeah, so it was okay. really tough for me to decipher it. What and was like, uh? What he just had a very thick accent. Okay. But it was it was cool. I mean, my mom had the bread and shit. So body of Christ. The body of Christ. Yeah. So it was a, it was a cool experience. And then dropped her off, and then I went to my other church after Fitness Nineteen. Just yeah. Were you pushing weight? Prayed on some weights. <laughs> Where were you really sweat? Where I was really sweating, guy. Yeah, that's that's a nice little thing, man. Because I'm sure mom was really surprised and happy with that. She was taken back. Yeah, I was taken back by her response. Like I never thought you made my. And I was like, just by this little gesture? Yeah, man. I could do this more often. That's good, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So it was cool. Yeah, it was a good celebration for mom's it. birthday. You know, we all got together, right? And we just oh, barbecued, right? It was barbecued, hung out. Yeah. It was a good time, man. Yeah, it was cool, man. Really good time. Mom's big 7-0, dude. 70 years old. And I like how the tradition continues because, like, I remember 
when Karina was little, she would always blow mom's candles. Mm-hmm. Always. And then now that Zeke's a kid, now she got someone else blowing her candles. So that's why. That's, oh, why, yeah. mom, that's why mom's ain't aging, bro. She still looks the same because the kids, mom's blowing her candles, bro. Mom has always looked good for her age, right? Yeah. She has phenomenal genetics. Yeah, dude. But but yeah, man, if if our moms ate a little cleaner, oof. Her body would be way more bad. Or you can say, <laughs> or you can say that because the way she eats, she looks young. Proof is in the pudding. Nah, man, she exposed. Dude, you know what? Well. I forget what commercial I saw the other day was on, on YouTube though, and I forgot how great that commercial was. Which one? Berries. Oh yeah, berries. <laughs> that was the most yeah, random. Because uh, I love when he's like, "What's in there?" And the guy's gonna say, oh. he, "He cuts them off." Berries. Yeah. <laughs> He has a peso pluma hair. Yeah. Oh, is that a peso pluma? Has his hair? It doesn't. He has the. He has like the, the, like the, the 90s hair. The, the hair I used to have as a kid, where the it was dumb like and a, dumber hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah like Christmas a bulb, but it's hair. longer. Yeah. He's got the Lloyd Christmas hair in there, I think. Nice man. Like an Uncle Wumpa doing that. Well, dude, man, fucking um, the uh, uh, you know what? I cranked up up the uh, this past week. Well, actually, that you know air what? conditioner. Actually, your, your line bill. Oh or? hell yeah! Actually, well, you know, Fourth of July. That was a good time yesterday. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Well, well you guys want to say that they stayed at the beach and then came through after with the kids. Yeah, it was good because, like, I was talking to my boy, Steven. It's real cool. Like, Steven sends me voice messages. So, we just send each other, like, voice messages. And the hands? Yeah. And then I'll, he was asking me, like, what I'm going to do for 4th of July. And it was cool, too, because Julian had, like, a little get-together at Rick's. Yeah. And he invited me over, but, like, I already, like, I want to go to the beach with my kids. Yeah. Because they love it, dude. They love the ocean. So, I just told wifey, I was like... Go to the beach the yeah. night before, and then she's like, "All right, I'm down." And then Steven was like, "It's gonna be packed," and I thought about him like, "Yeah, it's gonna be really fucking packed." So he kind of like planted that seed where I kind of wasn't gonna do it, but then I told myself, and I told Mercy, I was like, "We just got to put ourselves in the mindset that we just gotta be very patient because it's gonna be very difficult looking for parking or finding a spot." Hundred percent. And so we're like, "Fuck it." So. They were sleeping in, so I ended up going to the gym, and then I, I, I just hit arms, so I hit the gym quick, and so I got home, like, at 9.30, and then I told him, like, let's try to leave by, like, 11, but we didn't, we didn't end up leaving till like, noon, no, 11.30, so it only took us, like, 55 minutes to get there, but I wanted to go to Baby Beach, because that specifies just for, for toddlers and babies, because the waves are, like, really low, so, like, the waves just go to, like, their ankles, so it's oh, probably nice. like just two feet high, yeah. At the very least, at one one foot high. But however, like the parking was fucking crazy. Like I went to like four different parkings, all packed, and I was like, "Fuck!" And I've gone to the beach with Mercy and the kids before, where like it was so packed that I just drove back home. And I, I had that thought, and I was like, "I'm not gonna do that again." So like, luckily, when we go to Baby Beach, it's uh, in Dana Point, and it's literally neighbors to Laguna Beach. So there's like a row of different beaches, like eight different fucking beaches. So I just like Googled one on my maps and I was like, let's try, let's try Treasure Island because that's where we typically go. Packed again. I was like, fuck. So that's two beaches. So then I looked up another one and it was called Mountain Rock. And I saw like parking literally that you just pay for. Like it was three dollars, it was nine dollars for three hours. Sure. So we parked there and then we had to like walk down some stairs and then it, it was like behind like a hotel so i guess this hotel gives you like seats so you can like sit there and enjoy the hotel and have like a, a view of the beach 
Yeah. But like, it was perfect, bro. The waves are fucking crazy though. They were high as fuck. It was like a surfer beach. So like I had to have my eyes on Zeke the whole time because yo, those waves were crashing. But like he was enjoying it. He was getting his monster trucks, using it like a real like monster truck field and shit, going Hell yeah. through it. Sage was enjoying it. She got a little comfortable, so she was walking towards the water. She got to touch it a little bit. She's watching Big Brother do it. Yeah, man. And and that dude fucking took me on a run, bro. Like, legit, I was running on the beach. Like, him and I ran the whole beach. Like, we ran from one end all the way to the other end because he wanted to explore. Nice. So, we were looking at everything, and then we ran back. And then we were there for, like, an hour and a half, and then we are like, fuck it, let's drive back home. Kids knocked out in the car, and then got some Del Taco, got a fucking quesadilla and a bean and cheese burrito. And then... uh I was like, I had, yeah, I was like, I burned too much calories, bro. I need. Do this. you think if you wouldn't have planted that seed in your brain, like, hey, I'm going to withstand the traffic and the yeah and the and not looking for parking right away and keep going and going? You think if you wouldn't have planted it in your head, you would have stopped and came home? I would have got more agitated because it's just a brief. It's common. Like I'm learning. I think um, Frederick Nietzsche said it. Like it's just a. It's common nature. Like whenever someone. Whenever a situation happens, you absorb it. It's like a car accident, like within the first three seconds. But if we, if you withstand that emotion, it's just going to go away and you're going to go back to that normal state you were prior. But it's just a reminder. I try to rinse and repeat now. Now Absolutely. I'm at, so I just want to continuously grow, especially in knowing I got Zeke's eyes on me 24-7. Yeah, you got to mentally prepare yourself. It's always good to mentally prepare yourself for that stuff. Especially something like that, when it's supposed to be for leisure and fun. Yes. Why why do do we... So many times we spoil those moments because we get upset over the shit like that that we should expect. Like, it's 4th of July. What do you expect? Or it's the weekend. Of course it's going to be busy. Yeah, and I got to tell Mercy, like, I got to remember that we have plenty of time. I don't need to rush. Yeah. I, I was always rushed. Kid as a toddler in high school, I would rush myself. I always rush myself, so I always need to check myself to remember to not rush. You know, that's a good point, man, because I, I remind myself of that at times too, because there's, I feel like there's acceleration or something. And yes. I'm like, why am I rushing? There's no need to rush. You know, take my time, do this, do that, or whatever. And then you just enjoy it. things more, man. Yeah, yeah, you enjoy it more, and, and then you just set a, a good president for, for your kids and noggin and it was cool and then when we drove back the kids were knocked out so i took a shower mercy took a shower they napped we bathed them we had to get sand out of their ass you know yeah and uh i called my mom like, hey, can i can i go watch the fireworks she's like yeah of course and that's when she I didn't try to trick you and she's like i'm going to church not nah, him i'm some like, fireworks I there like, i just need your front yard anyways <laughs> yeah yeah um but it was cool man because like like, I remember being young. I remember being in first grade, second grade, third grade, looking forward to 4th of July, being with the Welches and Chad and, like, all the all the neighborhood kids, bro. Just being outside, like, the Wonder Years or, like, like yeah. what Mercy said, like, I love your parents' neighborhood because it reminds me of the Sandlot. And it just made me feel so emotional. Wow, all and right. just talking about it right now it makes me feel very emotional. Okay. I think because it brings me back to my childhood, probably. I would think so, And I'm so, just, yeah. like, reminiscing back. And it's just cool that my art, my kid, my kids are able to kind of like experience that as well. Yeah, and they're experiencing the same place where you did. Yeah, bro. I don't, I don't, I don't have like, uh, like this 
like this uh, reverence or memories of Fourth of July. To me, it's just like yeah. another day. You know, yeah. I just never. I'm it. I don't like. That's great that you do. Yeah. To me, it's just like all right, cool, whatever. Fourth yeah. of July, but I don't have anything like that. You know. Okay. With Fourth of July. I mean, but yeah, probably because like Thanksgiving, I don't eat that food. Christmas, it's more for kids. Like Fourth of July, I think it's like adults and like you appreciate. Like America, you appreciate the country. And like, oh, I think it's yeah, it's, it's great, man. It's great, man. Like it's probably it's starting to be like my favorite holiday, slowly but surely. Fuck yeah, man! I freaking uh, I cranked up um, that Martin Scorsese documentary, No Direction Home, that he mm-hmm. did on Bob Dylan. Uh, Fucking commonalities, bro. Frequency, man. Oh, what's up? Well, how come your favorite director, one of your favorite directors, makes a, a film on one of your favorite artists? Cause man's got great taste, but that's what I'm talking about. That shit's crazy, bro. The uh, and uh, I mean I've seen it many times. You know, it's 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 older. It's actually on Netflix right now too. It's been there for a minute, but I was like, nah, I own it on Blu-ray. Let me crank it up on Blu-ray. I haven't seen it in a minute. And that's one thing I just want to turn on the PS5 for once, huh? No, I have a. That's not a 4K player though. I have a 4K player, so it's a Blu-ray 4K player. PS5 and 4K. No, PS5 is just Blu-ray. I don't think it's 4K. I could be wrong. I'm tripping. I don't know. Okay. But I have a 4K player underneath there. So they, uh, but it, I, I'm remembering the stories behind the documentary where he just had hours and hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage, right? So imagine making a documentary off that. So he, you have to create a narrative too, because someone like Bob Dylan, you're not going to be able to do like this expansive thing. So you got to focus on it. And I love the, the idea of it was, it was at a, it's called No Direction Home. You know, mm-hmm. because like he was like kind of like the way Bob Dylan spoke was kind of like, I don't know where my home was. I don't know where I was going. You know, so yeah, he was kind of like yeah. going going around. So like he, uh, so the way he starts out the documentary is kind of with him in an interview like that. And he just takes it from like the 60s. That's the only period he uses in the film. And he has interviews with him, you know, like modern day interviews from that time. And he talks about it. It's just, it's just beautiful the way he crafted that documentary to find that thread. You know, it's about like making sure... Because sometimes things get so wide and expansive, you kind of don't know where you're looking, right? Yeah. So it's about precision and being precise and like focusing on, on one area. You know, the, uh, but the reason I bring it up also is because um, Bob Dylan said that he was at a, you know, like a, in New York at a cafe where, where a lot of different like the folk song, songwriters were and the singers. Because this was before things got really like blew up with uh, rock and roll. Huge writing folk was a big scene there. And he was, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was one of like the Irish singers. And that he was drunk one day, he just told Bob Dylan, remember Bob, no fear, no envy, and no meanness. And Bob Dylan was like, yeah. yeah but the fact that hard. he remembered that, that the guy told him that. No fear, no envy, that's dope. No meanness. No meanness. That's legit, that's great advice. Bar advice? From a fellow folk singer, man. And then, of course, and I love how it goes into this whole thing and they show footage of, like, you know, he went to the the Newport Folk Festival and everyone's already praising him, right? But he goes in there and he just plugs in his electric guitar and everyone's like, boo, traitor. Oh, that's how they show him. Judas. They're calling him Judas and all this other stuff. And he just goes to the mic and he's like, I don't believe you. And he just keeps playing. (laughs) That's hard, dude. That's gangsta. I fuck with that. That's that's dope as fuck. In the sixties, doing that. Yeah, man. Because everyone was like, "He's a traitor. Why would he do that? That's not folk music." Yeah, and yeah. he just wasn't interested in that. You know, 
He was like, I want to my own. It is, bitch. He's on my own path. On my own path. Man. That's hard. I rock with that. Yeah. Bob Dylan's one of the one of them dudes, man. This I got um my boy recommended me this book uh-huh. that, that I've been reading. So it's called Stealing Fire. Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's pretty fucking dope, man. So it's it's pretty much about um the revolution that's hidden in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much kind of like in an expanded consciousness we tap into whenever we like are in a certain frequency or in a certain mind mind frame that kind of gives us superpowers in a sense. So it gives us like this book that has like a it's 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 from a journalist named uh, Stephen Kotler and a uh, expert that specializes in neuroscience. His name is Jamie Well. Okay. So they pretty much like take a lot of studies and a lot of a lot of studies that a different journalists and and science majors have done on people and they they dive into like what navy seals do how much it, it costs to like train a navy seal to put them in that mind state they go into how like navy seals go into hyperbaric chambers to reach a certain level of thinking and how you got to be very precise and uh it's really fucking interesting stuff bro and, and it touches like on psychedelics and all psychedelics makes certain individuals think on a higher scale it dives into like how how the ceos of google found their new ceo because he went to that uh, that crazy ass festival burning man because you got to be such a selfless person to do it but there is like two stories that they talk about in this book that really that that kind of like blew me away that were kind of crazy so pretty much ceiling fire shows you the, the size of two coins, right? Where you have that fire that you share with people, right? So they could become better. But then there's the other side of that coin, right? Where you share this fire and then you become ridiculed. You, you become looked at, right? Kind of like the story you just said of, the, of um, Bob Dylan, right? He got ridiculed like, you a backstabber, you Judas. Yeah. But he was like, nah, this is the truth right here. And this shit probably, this shit opened up the doors for many more artists to to go balls deep like that to follow their path so he talks about prometheus so prometheus was one of the gods that stole power from them and he gave it to the people right so because he gave it to the people that gave us the power to create to have a brain to be articulate to reproduce have children things like that right so zeus was so fucking pissed that he chained him up to a fucking tree and he had birds fucking poke at his insides for the rest of his life. Right, well, he can never punishment. die. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude, I thought that was so fucking dope. And so, but this other story that I never heard of before that, that fucking destroyed me, that, that was very sad. So it's about um, Joan of Arc. Have you heard her story before? Yeah. So she's a French peasant. So yeah. she pretty much led a revolution. Burned alive at the stake. Yep. So she led a revolution, bro. Right? So do you know why she was burned at the stake? Uh, it was to do with, with religion, right? Yeah. Yeah. We refresh yeah. remember a little bit. So though? pretty much she led the revolution, right? She restored order for kings. All that type of shit, right? So what she pretty much said is that she said that she heard voices of angels. Oh, that's right. Guiding her. So just because she said that. I guess that's that was against like the pillars of what they stood for back in the day. So they held her in court, right? 
So they pretty much asked her a, a specific question. They said, uh, do you believe you experienced the grace of God? Right, that was just yes. her question. So pretty much if, if she answered no, she was admitting that she was hearing voices and she's di diabolical. Okay. But if she admitted yes, then she was violating the core tenets of their doctrine. So that would pretty much leave her dead. Yeah, so lose, lose. So pretty much she answered it the way um, all these people answer questions, all these politicians, all these lobbyists. She was like, um, if I am not in the state of grace, may God put me there. And if I am, may God so keep me. Right? So pretty much because of that, it was expunged, right? So pretty much the bishop, right, seized all the nuns that were her around her. Okay. That were protecting her. And he replaced them with um, security guards. So pretty much these security guards wanted to rape her. Hmm. So upon her trying to defend her honor, she was um, covering herself with armor, right? From like some of the male guards that weren't wearing it. Okay. So she could protect herself, right? And then the bishop came and he, and he charged her for cross-dressing. Wow, really? A petty-ass law. Like, you're wow. cross-dressing. And because of that, they burned her at the stakes three times over. The reason why they burned her three times over is because they don't want any remains of her, bro. And they threw her remains over in the ocean. Why did uh, he want her dead so bad? So, pretty much because what this book says is... This story is one of the main reasons we fail to notice the possibilities of our non-ordinary states. Okay. So pretty much it like overthrows the hierarchy of things. It kind of gives people more of like a control with what they can do with their lives in a sense. And it kind of like throws the order, throws a wrench in the order. Like, wait, you can't be thinking that. We're supposed to think like this. You need to, shh. Yeah, dude, it's all like, Oh, that story is deep. Yeah, man. I've never, I didn't know that far of the history of it. That's wild, man. Yeah, dude. And then there's this other guy that he reminded me of Jordan B. Peterson, like how they took away his license, right? Mm -hmm. So there's this uh, English um, brain brain neuroscientist, right? His name was, um, he had this study, his name was, David Nutt, he was a psychiatrist and psychopharmacologist. So pretty much, there, like, uh, when he was big, I believe it was the 90s, there was, like, an article that came out that said MDMA is the worst drug ever. Do not ever take it. Don't, don't ever think about taking it, right? So then he was doing his research, right, because that's what he does. And he, and he learned that horseback riding, right, is very dangerous that one in every 350 times you horseback, there's gonna be an accident. So lo and behold, right? And then he did like his research with MDMA and he's, and, and, and they tested like over 10,000 events. So they tested over 60 million tablets and off of 60 million tablets, there was only 10,000 adverse events. So one of every 6,000 pills that were popped so pretty much he came out with the article saying horseback riding is more dangerous than MDMA. Okay. So that pretty much like led him to like bad things where they like hated on him. They ridiculed his name and he ended up coming out with studies 
because they're they were like taking him to court like you can't say that because um you can't compare MDMA with horseback riding because MDMA is illegal and horseback riding is legal. Then he's like, then why why is MDMA illegal? And they're like, because it's dangerous. And then he's like, no. it's the same thing. He's yeah. like, but horseback riding is more dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, it doesn't fucking make sense, dude. And then he came out with this article. I posted it today. I didn't really expand on it, but like alcohol is like the most dangerous thing. And he breaks it down really cool. It says he, he has it in two graphs. So one graph is harmful to the user and the other graph is harmful to others. So mm-hmm. alcohol was number one. And I think number two was um, crack. And I think three was methamphetamine. So like MDMA was like all the way in the fucking bottom. So he uh, he's still alive? Yeah, he, he still, still publishes like, and everything. He should publish, but they they took away his license. I mean, he can still publish books as an author. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So his name's David. Because anytime you try to you know break break away from the norm and the conventional thinking, man, there's always some backlash. Yeah. Always, man. And then I guess uh, depending on what you're, depends who you threaten, who you are threatening, right? Yeah. Those are the ones that try to come down at you more, man. If you're trying to hit at someone's pockets or whatever, yeah, you know dude. they're always gonna try to. It's cut you wild. down it's but those crazy. are the people man that we need to always oh, wow. applaud and aspire to be like yeah man in the, and not in the sense to be just oh recognize it's, it's about speaking your truth right yeah absolutely and inform truth and the courage that it takes to speak up when you're going to gain something and when you have something to lose absolutely yes man I that, those are my favorite people right now. Like, I idolize these people. Like, those are my idols right now. So, hell yeah, dude. I echo that. To kind of switch it up a little bit. You know, uh, I've been wanting to bring this up, and it's always forget. It always slips through my mind. The, uh, you know, talking about, uh, um, I guess I guess we could frame it, uh, frame it as um, a bone to pick. I've always disliked, when I'm watching, they say this a lot when I'm watching soccer. When the commentator said, oh, no, that team deserved to win. Uh, you know, I've always hated that because to me it's like, no, because they lost, right? The only time I think someone deserves to win is if, you, if you're blatantly, it's stolen from you, right? Yeah. Like if, you know, you're in a UFC fight or boxing match and you won every round, but then the judge just gave it to somebody else. Then that's when I'd be like, okay, that, that term applies to it. But when it's soccer and there's nothing cheap, you just don't score. Even though you attack the goal, let's say like 30 times and you miss all of them, and the team on the text one scores once, yeah. doesn't matter. It's like, no, they don't deserve to win. I don't yeah. care how much you attacked. You know, it's like if you're winning the whole fight, right? But then at the end, the guy punches you, knocks you out, and he wins. You didn't deserve to win. I hear people use that. Was this a highly tattable announcer? They do that a lot. No, they, it's very common. In soccer, they do it a lot? A lot that's right here. A lot. Well, that's the sport okay. I watch the most. But they hear like, oh, say keep on. Ganar. Well, they always say that team deserved to win because they look at the percentages. Maybe. But I'm sure you hear that a lot. Yeah. We, we, see, we hear that in fights. We hear that in all kinds of stuff. And I've always hated that phrase. Unless you're blatantly stolen. Then yeah, I think that's the only time that. it applies. Because I think it applies to life too. It gives us false solution. This thing, if you work extremely hard at something, that you deserve to get it. Well, in whose book? You know, nothing is promised to you. Nothing is promised to you. Yeah, yeah. The world doesn't know it's you. It's always um, one thing that I was I would always hear in my career is not not now, but that's a yes, right? Not now, but later. 
Like now's not the time, bro. This right. Will be the time. But like, y'all putting me on the shelf? What you mean? Well, I mean, like, that's that's a deeper thing though, right? Because then I guess you know, there's a lot more factors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That go into that. You know, so I don't know. It all depends on the circumstances. But I that. do hear you on that. That is, that is a dumb cliche to say. That that's a participation trophy comment right there. But how about if to we expand course. it further, right? And let's say there's a, a married couple, mm-hmm. right? And the relationship is good, but one of the other persons cheats, mm-hmm. and they tell the other person, "You don't deserve this." How about that? Thinking about that, is that? Is that well said? I guess. I think that I think that's just the person getting the easy way out that did the work, the the culprit pointing the fingers at themselves, doing an admission of guilt is pretty much I'm pleading guilty, just give me my trial, that's ended. Opposed to like, wait, what you mean you cheated on me? Instead of them going through the interrogation period. No, but I mean, I mean like a friend telling the person that was cheated on, "Oh, you don't deserve that." Is oh. that is that a good is that a good phrase at that time? Because I, I don't know, I don't like that phrase, especially even even for that, I don't think I like. I it. think that's just a in case of an emergency break glass comment that we all or resort we just to. all say. We all say yeah, but in those type of moments, I think you, what I'm learning is just to ask questions. So in any type of moment, the best thing is just. Ask questions or just listen. That's it. Well, listen always. Those are the two listen things. always in any Absolutely. Everything. But but asking questions, I think, will... Because the thing is, I think psychologically, you got to have that person or that individual lead themselves to the answer. So by you giving them advice, they're not going to necessarily fully take it unless they're like strong head over heels over you. But if you like lead the person with questions... It's kind of like, in a sense, they discover the answer themselves, even though you kind of gave them that, that guiding light, per se. Yeah, you know, and I was just thinking about that specific phrase. When, when, is, when is it a, a good uh, reason or a valid reason to use it, you know? I don't know. You deserve better? No, like, like you, des- you deserve, you didn't deserve that or you deserve this. If I was a scumbag, like me back in my 20s, and it was a good girl yeah. that I was cheating on, that me telling her would deserve it. I would say those type of moments, like if you're a really good person, if you're, if you're a shitty person and you see someone good and you're the one causing the harm, I think, mm-hmm. I think you're the one that should do it if you're the author of it. Right, you, right. You shouldn't pin it on the outside looking in, I guess, because you don't know the truth. Cause it yeah. could be your friend who who's the one that fucked up. Yeah. Why are you going through that right now? No, I just I just went into that 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 segue. It just came. Maker? It just came to me when that segue when we were talking about the sports. And I was saying, well, maybe it is, but not for sports. I don't like it for. I sports. ain't married to sports no more. The uh, <laughs> man, you know what I've been watching, which is which is eh, not too surprising, but I've been watching quite a few episodes. It's actually a reality show on like renovations. You know, there's like a thousands of them. But there's one on HBO I was having to flip by and I liked. I was like, oh, let me check it out. It's called Windy City Rehab. Okay. And I guess it's been around for, for a few years, but it's cool because it's, uh, it's in Chicago. Hence yeah, the name, Windy hence City. The name, Windy City. But I guess she's pretty well known and they take you know, houses and renovate them, but I like her ideas and designs. And she works hand in hand with this other, you know, the, the guy who does a lot of the carpentry and all that and they have people come in. But it's cool, man, just being in. And I love like the little... You know, being in that city, because I've never been to Chicago. 
and you you know, feel the wind and it's nice and cold and they're reconstructing stuff. And of course, it's all Mexican crews mostly, right? Which is cool, they do the work, right? But it's other people running it. But it's like high stakes stuff, man. They'll take like a house, they buy it for like seven fifty. Sometimes they do like three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of renovations, yeah. and they sell it for like one point three. Yeah. But sometimes it just sits there. But all that work, the profits like two fifty. And I mean, I guess you could look at it and be like, man, they made one hundred twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're talking about like a year's work sometimes. Oh, Eight months worth, and they have various. You things gotta for, wait for permits. To but stuff that they love, you know. But it's just it's cool. But that's like something I'm like, oh, I'm really into because I dig the personalities of the people. I just noticed the way you say Chicago. You say Che, like Che Guevara. Well, it's named after him. No, it's not, bro. It's named yeah, after Kanye it was West. called Chicago. 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 <laughs> but they changed it up, man. Chicago. Che Guevara. Dude, speaking of... 290? Disasters. Or what? I don't know. I don't know why. Disasters. The what? Idol season finale. Dude. Did you watch the Idol? Did you watch the yes, finale? Yes, but I was just like so confused. Like, it could get this bad? Like... I know. It was shocking how bad it could be, huh? I was just confused. I was like, so she the toxic one just being dumb? Like, I guess she's the on? ultimate manipulator. Oh, wow. I guess she's the ultimate co I guess she's the co-leader, right? Ooh. <laughs> like, great, she's yeah. eventually the co-leader, I guess. So that, do you say they scrapped half the season? No, okay, so I get a lot of the, my info that they talk about from um, these two guys I listen to called The Watch, right? And they, they know the insights. Yeah, Andy Greenwald. Things. You talk about him all the time. Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald. CRNA. Greenwald. CRNG, so bro. The, I call him Krog. The green monster one. I call him Krog. So they uh, they say that... uh us yeah, do a dual podcast. That they actually had done most of the uh, uh, the filming already of the show. But I guess, you know, the powers that be, the producers that think The weekend and people didn't like that, like it. So they scraped it. And they just did a whole different show. That's why they shot most of it in his house. It was all his house, yeah. It was his house because it was for free, you know? Because he had spent a lot of money on other stuff. Mike Dean was horrible in that show. My boy Mike Dean was bad. He's oh, he's not an actor, right? He's not an actor. He's just like, oh, that guy, is that guy always fucking high or what? Oh, yeah. He, Jeez. he does dabs after dabs after. He probably outsmokes anybody in the world. More than Snoop? They should oh, do a face Yeah. Time. Instead, no, of like fucking, Snoop, instead of that fucking, instead of that fucking like uh, <laughs> Nathan's eat hot dogs, why don't they do a Snoop versus Mike Dean? They should, bro. Yeah, why are they promoting that cholesterol? Sh- that fucking heart it's a tradition, disease? bro. Nathan's hot. That's disgusting, bro. Glizzies. That's what the cool kids are saying now. Glizzies, bro. The what? Glizzy. For what? What's hot- glizzies mean? It means hot dogs. Really? Why? Bro, that's all we've been saying on the group chat. Bro. I don't. Sometimes I don't these two read that shit. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's... And you know what Riz? You know what Riz means? Riz? Yeah. Riz? Like All resin? the cool kids are saying it too. What's Riz? Riz? Like being charming. What cool kids are telling you this? Guess kids that you don't know, bro. You don't, you don't run those circles, man. Nah, man. They're not out there pushing weight and uh, reading uh, <laughs> uh, reports by Dunn, bro. <laughs> Dude, UFC 290 this weekend, bro. So yeah, break it down. Break it, it down. So, we got... Let's see, Dupuis versus Whitaker. Who you got? Um, he's like I haven't really seen Duplacy too much, so I go Whitaker. Dupuis is gonna be Roger that. And then who's the coming event? Moreno, bro, the Mexican versus Pantoja, La Pantera, right? So Dude, Moreno's gonna make him like a pendejo, bro. You know he's lost him twice. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, Moreno's gonna beat him. I got him. 
Jeez, we'll yeah. see. He's so cheesy, I hope so. Bro. Go Moreno. Yeah, I love it. He's sick. Oh, he, come on, guys. He reminds me of Cantinflas. Um, looks like I don't like him. He looks like him, huh? Yeah. And then the main event, bro. That wasn't the main event? Yair, Yair versus fucking... Um, oh, this one's tough. Volkanovski. Oh. Bro, this is a great stylistic match. If anyone could beat Volk, it's Yair. I could see Yair beating him. He I could, mean, I could see Yair beating him. He could beat him up, but I got, I got Volk. I don't think Yair is on that upper echelon. Like, I think he's like that. That Kenny Florian. No, I think he's he's above that. I think he's top tier, but I think Volkanovski is just out of this world. You know what? Really? Yeah. Volkanovski, dude, he... Volkanovski is... Uh, I think Yair leaves himself open too much. And yeah, Volkanovski is going to have to punch up. So it may take away some of the strength, but his boxing is so crisp. I think, I mean... When's the last time Yair got pieced up? When he's in a... I think Max Holloway pieced him up, right? No, didn't he beat Max Holloway? I think the guy that pieced him up was... Uh, the last guy that pieced him up pretty bad was Frankie Edgar. That was one of his first losses, right? No, he destroyed Frankie Edgar, didn't he? No. Am I tripping, dude? I could have shown Frankie Edgar pieced up Yair, but he was when he was a lot younger. I could I be tripping. told you fully lost to Max Holloway, dog. How long ago? 2021. Okay. That was his last loss. But I don't think he got pieced up. Wasn't it pretty close? He lost a, a decision. Okay. A unanimous decision. But look at the Frankie Edgar. I think he lost to Frankie Edgar. And the reason I know it's years, but I'm talking about just the size difference. That's why I don't think Volkanovski's size is really going to matter. I just think when Yair is in a in a war, I don't think he's cut for it. So I, I, I see him... The Max Holloway fight kind of showed showed me it, but that was in 2021. So that was two years ago. Yeah, so we agree that Volkanovski... And you're right, he lost to Frankie Edgar. But this was years ago. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah. And so, Frankie was in his prime. Yeah, I just and he got he got him really early. You know, he got... I was, they threw him to the wolves real quickly. But the... I mean, hopefully, I hope Yair wins. I go for Yair, but I can't, I can't go against Volk, dude. He's just good in every position, man. Yeah, dude. Volk, I think Volk's gonna Volk, Volk's gonna beat him, but I, if if Yair is really that special cat, I think Yair will drop him. But if I'm sticking to my gut, I think Yair is gonna lose. Like I, I think Yair's, a, a, a I think Yair's definitely very special, man. And I think he is top tier, but I think there's also people that you happen to catch him at a time that they're just astronomically great, and yeah, that's what yeah. the difference is. Because like he's a champion, but you beat. You beat Emmett for the belt, so I like I don't see yeah. Yair as a chance. Who had uh, who vacated the belt? Was it an injury? I don't even know I how think it, it was. was. An injury, bro. It was some kind I think of it injury. Volk, because he want to go fight homeboy. Oh, and they just did that then, huh? Because he this is Volk's fight. this is Volk's real weight, the yeah. Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought and Volk he, won. Okay, but see, I thought give. Volk lost, but I thought oh, okay. Volk. It was a close fight. Lost. It was but a I close didn't fight. Think Volk was gonna have a chance. I thought Volk was gonna get fucked up. That's when I was like, all right, Volk's special. Yeah, dude, that was, and I thought Volk etched him out, but it was one of those time ones like where some people saw it, it the was, other way. If there were six rounds, he would have won the fight because he had more, more he stamina. Kept, dude, at the he end of the he fight. wore that guy out, huh? He he. If it was a street fight, he won the fight, but in judges, he lost. Got it. Yeah. So I had him edging out, but it was a really close fight and a good fight. And I was just, dude, but I can't wait, man. It's going to be this Saturday. It's going to be good. Woo, baby, I'm loving it, man. That's a good week. And what's the the agenda for the rest of the night, man? Just go home, chill out, crash out. That's it, yeah. Restart the day, baby.
start to build, continue. You know, break by, like like Franklin Saint, like Franklin Saint says, break by break. I built this shit, man. I just <laughs> keep doing it, baby. Oh yeah, on that note, man, take us out, baby. Thank you everybody for liking, listening, subscribing. Don't forget, be your biggest fan. Leave with love, brother from the same mother. As I always say, everyone stay up, up, up. <laughs>